Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I'm your host, Trey Shep. Jordan Spieth wins again on the PGA Tour. This time, no surprise, on an Easter Sunday. He's won on Easter Sunday before the last time the green jacket at Augusta National. This past victory came at the RBC Heritage there on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. And it might not have been a victory for Jordan Spieth if his wife wouldn't have given him a putting tip. On Saturday, he missed a very short putt. So his wife said, why don't you wait five seconds before you tap in those short putts? He did it, and he won. He didn't putt very well, but he still won. Jordan Spieth, a winner again, this time his first win as a father. I hope you've been able to get out on the course and play this spring. If not, I'm sure your time is coming. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, I sit down with Carrie Maddox, the PGA professional at Maumelle Country Club. You'll be interested to learn in how Carrie got his start in golf and when he knew he wanted to make golf a career. Everything from working at the first tee to a crazy four-ball tournament that he had to put on to one of the best amateur tournaments that is played in the Mid-South. I will talk with Kerry Maddox when we come back. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. To find out more about their lineup of auctions coming up, go to their website, blackmanauctions.com. We're back after this. Stay with us. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Get ready for another exciting once-in-a-lifetime auction. On May 19th at 4 p.m., we will be selling 100 acres in the heart of North Little Rock to help settle the estate of Tom Salmon. We will be selling 19 lots from residential, commercial, and acreage. The bulk of this property is located on McCain Boulevard, about a mile from McCain Mall. It has taken a family decades to build this incredible portfolio, and you will have the chance to buy it all in one night. For more information, go to BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. Now on the tee, 
the head golf professional of Maumelle Country Club, Kerry Maddox. Kerry Maddox, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass, head golf professional here at Maumelle Country Club in Maumelle, Arkansas. And you've traveled around a little bit, as most golf professionals do, but I believe you found a home here in Maumelle. Is that true? Yes. I, you know, I love it here. I, I was just thinking the other day, it's been 12 years that I've been here, you know, coming here in 2010. Uh, and just love it here, the community, the membership, uh, the golf course, those three things just, uh, you know, are just awesome to be a part of and uh, just enjoyed every minute of it. And hopefully they'll keep keep having me for, for another 12 at least. <laughs> when did you first pick up a golf club? Oh, gosh, I was probably, uh, you know, I was seven, six, seven years old eight, when, my, when my dad, you know, had played uh, and, and I kind of, Probably then, you know, uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a uh, uh, neighbor who built clubs, had an old kind of RV up on blocks in his backyard and uh, in Hot Springs. And so he cut me one down once he saw this, maybe might have a little interest. So he cut me a club down and um, maybe one or two clubs and just swinging those. But so I was, I was, I was young, but didn't really get going for a few, few more years, probably. But played in high school. Played in high school at Hot Springs High for uh, the legendary Joe Reese. Uh, oh, was yeah. a football coach. Yeah. Uh, uh, our, my coach in, in ninth, tenth kind of retired then, so Joe, uh, Coach Reese, took over, and, and uh, we played some golf together, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, uh, So played there ninth through tenth, or twelfth grade. Man, your high school coach was a legend. My high school coach at Little Rock Parkview was a legend, Charles yeah. Ripley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Gosh. Yeah. Those are two. How many wins do they have over the a years? A lot. You know? yeah. 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 Good guys for sure. And then college. So yeah, my college career is very short. One semester, uh, as far as golf goes. Uh, I uh, I I got one scholarship offer to uh, play at uh, Arkansas Tech, and uh, I don't talk much about it. But you know, it's it was it was kind of one of those times where. It, it was my only offer, and I, you know, it was. It wasn't even. I had to. I had to go up there, and and uh, part of it was we had to pick the range once a week at Russellville. Uh, Russellville Country, Country Club. Club. Okay. So we go uh, run the pickers, and we go play. And uh, you know, I was there for Coach Faulkner, and uh, as uh, you know, that was a time where I kind of got burnt out on golf, and. Uh, you know, maybe maybe played in a couple of matches in the fall, but nothing ever serious. And then when semester was up, I just uh, I went back uh, went back home. Said, you know, this this not the right place for me. Which, looking back, of course, you know a lot uh, hindsight's twenty twenty or whatever. But it's um, I, I wish I would have stuck it out. Uh, but I, I quit playing golf for about so that was ninety one when I graduated. Went up there in in uh, the fall of ninety one and. I bet you the whole 1992, I probably played two rounds of golf. Really? Yeah. And I, I just went through a time. You know, I joked with my dad the other day, but I, I said, well, I went through a time in my life where I thought I knew everything, but I knew nothing. So I was just trying to figure it out. You know, looking back, I wish I would have stuck that out a little bit more because I really had a good position there. Coach was great, and the team was a good, bunch of good guys, and but just went through a time where I just kind of got burned out on golf. I ran across you in the summer of 95. Mm -hmm. I say the summer because it really started in May, which May is not really summer. It's more mm -hmm. spring. 
But uh, here at Maumel Country Club, right. you were the assistant to Jim Modal. I came in and was in between semesters at school, and Jim brought me in, let me work here in the in the golf shop as well. And yeah. since then, you stayed in golf. I did not. I still play, but yeah. I didn't stay involved with golf as a career. When did you decide that I want to make golf a career? I was around 16, you know, playing in some ASGA events. Uh, they had a big... I call it. I would say it's kind of like the AJGA of the time here at Maumel. Uh And my uh, my aunt uh, worked at the club, so I got an opportunity to come play it and and stay with her here in Maumel. And you know, I go out and shoot my seventy five, seventy four, seventy six, whatever I shot. And you know, obviously the scores were under par. And I'm going out. I'm I'm going out and watching these guys and going, golly, this is. There's no way I can compete with you. I mean, I, I'm. Feel like I'm a decent golfer, but these guys are. This is. I knew then that that I was not going to be on the PGA Tour. You know, mm-hmm. that's everybody's dream growing up. If sure. you're if you're playing golf. So I said, well, I really enjoy golf, so I've, I've got to kind of go a different route. So I was already kind of working at the Country Club in Hot Springs, and uh, John Ensley was my first boss. Donnie Owens, of course, Barry Howard. Uh, he was an assistant that time frame. So watching those guys and just said, I got to be a part of it. So that's kind of when I knew that that was going to be uh, my route if I wanted to be in the golf business. Of course, I kind of told you about the, the, the little burnout I went through, but it kind of came back, as you as you mentioned, when when I started uh, working here in college. I just came in, talked to Jim, and said, hey, I'll do whatever. Well, you know what that means? That means you're going to go pick the range. Mm-hmm. So in college, just coming in, working part-time, doing that, and uh, – you know, eventually worked my way up into that time and time frame, ninety six, seven, into the golf shop, and and there you go. And then the first tee is born, mm-hmm. and you find your way out there. Yeah, so I, I left Maumel in ninety seven, went to Texas, worked for my cousin Bobby Wilson. Four years later, they opened the uh, first tee. I sent my resume. Long story short, I'd actually sent my resume to. Uh, uh, Beth, um, up in, uh, the Fort Smith first team. Cause I'd met her on a plane ride of all, you know, just to kind of want to whim. And, uh, she said, oh, we've, they've kind of had their schedule or their staff set. So, uh, she said she'll forward it on to Ginger. Well, nothing, it didn't happen for a while. Cause it took a little bit to get that opened up and get going. But as soon as they felt like, Hey, we're ready to open. We got to start hiring some more staff. Uh, she, she called me or I guess I'd I think I resent my resume or something like that, and they had it. So then that that opportunity came back, and I mean that was that was a great time mm-hmm. uh, out there. I mean, just being a part of that opening up. I'd never been a part of opening up a facility, but then to add in that you know it was uh, one of the best first tees and the, the facility and all, and the Stevens family and all that good stuff. It was that was a great. I was there for two years. So is that where you developed your love of teaching the game? Yes, very much so. I mean, I started teaching a little bit when I was in Texas. We started a junior program down there in Waco, and uh, but but being there and and uh, being around the kids a lot and getting to go to some of the training we got to go through through the first tee and all the uh, the techniques that were used and just seeing uh, just seeing people hit balls for the first time and experience for the first time. That's uh, that's a lot of fun uh, before they have any bad habits, you know, trying to help them get started on the right uh, track. So, but yeah, being out there is, is truly getting back to the, to the start of the game and seeing people, you know, experience it and, and, and falling in love with it. And then you got to the country club level. 
And uh, Pine Bluff Country Club, mm-hmm. was it next after the it first It was next. Eight? So, yes, I, I kind of, you know, as much as I love the, you know, the, uh, you know, being at the first tee and that part of it, uh, you know, I felt like my, where I really kind of wanted to be was uh, at, a, at a private uh, uh, country club and, and, and having a golf shop and that way you can experience everything. You're teaching youth, teaching adults, got the golf shop running tournaments, all that good stuff. It was a tough decision, uh, you know, to because uh, working out there at the first tee with Ginger and everybody, it was uh, that was a lot of fun. But I felt like that was it was time to to do it, and and I went down there. That was '03, uh, and uh, you know met some great people down there. I was there for seven years, and uh, you know just a, had a great time down there. Pine Bluff Country Club, a lot of history around that place, but I think it's known for one thing, and that's the four ball. Yes, it was talked about almost every day in the golf shop, whether it was a story or whether we were planning, you know, uh, just a f- group of guys that just, they love showing off the club uh, and, the, and the history of the club. And, of course, you know, uh, the the entertainment and the food with Jamie down there. and Best and food for- by far at any golf club I've ever been to has been at Pine Love Country Club and Chef Jamie. Yes, yes, I miss uh, that. We have great food here at Mall not to slide here. Uh, but Chef Jamie McAfee is one of the best in the state. And uh, I've lost a few pounds probably since I left there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, but that that was, uh, you know, that four ball. And just, you know, Matt Soto, who is, you know, I say revived, has been 20 years or since I've been there. Uh, really, that was his passion to get that going, to to, to really show off the club. Uh, and bring everybody back to Pine Bluff for that weekend and what he put into it. Uh, it got me excited about, you know, because I enjoy running tournaments, but but uh, that was his, um, uh, uh, just what he did with that tournament to draw his friends and family back into town for the weekend, and, and it was just a, a lot of fun. What was your reaction the first time you went to the 13th hole on a Saturday during well, the four ball? Well, uh, yes, that was um, – the memory, the the things that I can't say. Some of the things, that, uh, uh, even on your podcast, uh, on, uh, <laughs> right? What what went on there? Uh, but it is an experience. Um, you know, we kind of had to get it a little under control from when it when I first got there, uh, uh, because uh, you know you might have a little bit. Let's just say you know when uh, out at the waste management this year when 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 somebody made a hole in one, oh, yeah. a lot of things got thrown on the green. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of things got thrown on the tee box. Whether you hit a good good shot or not, it was it was going to happen. So you had to be careful there. Uh, but it was uh, so we had to get, kind of get that under control and and have good fun with it. And it, and it turned out uh, that we got that accomplished, and everybody just had a good a good time out there. I mean, that was uh, you know we had a little halfway house out there so people could go out and hang out, and uh, we had bleachers out there. But uh, just trying to keep everybody on their best behavior was. Uh, was a big part of that, but uh, having fun. And then you moved to Maumelle Country Club, 2010. Mm -hmm. And I will say probably before the golf boom, which is I call the mid-90s when Tiger came in and everybody's trying to Tiger-proof golf courses and everything, Maumelle Country Club was probably – was it the longest in the state? 
I think, yeah, well, definitely when it first built, I think uh, Diamante, was it, it kind of came along some point, I don't know when it opened. But, a little bit uh, after, but, yeah. But, yes, it, for the longest, it was, uh, for the longest time, it was the longest course. So, you come up here, and obviously, you like to run tournaments, mm-hmm. and the big tournament up here is the Classic. You know, I, I enjoy that tournament every year, because, you know, again, going back, kind of like I said with Pine Bluff, with four ball, here we get to showcase our our club and our golf course, which I think is one of the most challenging uh, in the state or surrounding states, uh, and just seeing people from our state and and, and the uh, state surrounding us to come in and play it and see it, uh, and and our membership gets involved uh, and just try to put on a good tournament and a fun weekend for the players. When does planning start? for that year's classic does it start basically right after the last one's done it does you know um uh bill jett who started it back in 73 he uh we 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 have a follow-up meeting every every uh after every tournament each year as quick as we can few few weeks uh with our notes from the event and uh start working on the date for the next year and what you know what we can improve what we can add to it so it's a you know, it's a it's a monthly probably meeting. You know, leading up to it, and as it gets closer, we meet a couple times a month. But uh, uh, David Sergine with McClarty Nissan has helped us out, so he's involved in those meetings as well. And it's a year-round deal to keep inviting players, stay in touch with the players, and make sure they know when it's coming back or when the dates are for the following year. There have been some times where you tee off on number one, the actual number one, and then mm-hmm. there have been times where you've reversed the nines for the classic. What mm-hmm. goes into those decisions? Well, I, th- I think, um, you know, a lot of it is uh, having it finish what what is our regular number nine, just having it finishing right there close to the clubhouse has been some of the thought in the past. I, I, I'm not real sure since I've been here, we've we've set it up with our number one, the regular number one as the number one hole and finishing on 18, kind of like we normally play it. Uh, one year, you know, we had the flood a couple of years ago. So the way the course was, we felt like we wanted them to get the back nine, which had flooded and we had some issues with the bunkers, kind of get that out of the way. So we started on what is number 10. And it actually... It was interesting to see how it flowed out because you got a great when you flip it that way you got original which is six seven eight nine great finishing holes still on that side so we're kicking around the idea of this year doing a double T uh, you know right now with our large field 140 we had a, almost 150 players last year that takes tee times deep into the afternoon and if you have any weather it's hard to finish there have been some changes to Malmo Country Club specifically the backside most recently with changing how some of the bunkers are and and the way the the course looks aesthetically as well yeah so we've we kind of were uh you know things that the the bunkering here uh just over time you just kind of got to re you got to revisit that and drainage and and whatnot and erosion all that so um uh we were kind of forced into it with the flood uh of of 2019 it kind of forced our hand which is it's been it was a kind of blessing in disguise you know it it was it was rough there for a few months when the uh, or closer to a year i guess that we had some bunkers that were basically ground under repair uh but it forced us uh to kind of do a little redo of the back nine irrigation wise and and bunker wise we kind of joke and say it's 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 flood proof it's not really fl- flood proof what we had to try to adjust the bunkers to where if when it does flood on the back nine you know it comes downstream there and and uh, when we had that flood it pulled those bunkers that were ultimately on the back side of a green uh, to, to drag all that sand across and just like sandpaper just almost destroyed strips of the green 
So we've kind of moved the bunkers around to kind of be ready if that happens again. The, ir- the irrigation uh, is, is kind of wireless now, so we don't have any boxes out there that could get damaged. Uh, we had to rebuild the, the bathroom facility out there, so it's much more. We hope we don't have another flood, but we feel like we're in a better shape if we have to deal with something like that. Your time here at Maumel, the changes with the club, how have you seen them? We've been around uh, a long time. We've Our membership, uh, you know, uh, is like a lot of clubs, has, has gotten a little older. We've kind of tried to uh, uh, switch some things up to try to draw in some younger members, uh, family, you know, and just get a more family-oriented. Improvements to our, our social kind of activities, pool, dining. Uh, we've added pickleball, which is uh, taken off here at our club. And, and just trying to develop multiple tees to, to be favorable on the course uh, so you can play all levels, junior tees, forward tees, things like that, to just make it a, a good experience as overall for all club members. Best golf course Kerry Maddox has ever played. Oh, gosh. One of my favorites to play is Old Waverly. Uh, if I thought a little bit more about it, I may change that, but I love going down there. Uh, I played a course uh, who our friend Adam Carney told me about. Uh, oh, my gosh. Steelwood. I mm-hmm. almost thought, forgot the name. Steelwood down in kind of Mobile area. Not that I fish or hunt, but it's a fishing, hunting golf club. And and just I, I, we played. Me and a buddy went through there one day, and we played like, 45 holes uh it's uh just a beautiful course um and uh kind of hidden off if you you know it's off not far from the interstate but you wouldn't know it was over there all right carrie maddox you have a fantasy foursome three other players living or deceased or i mean it could be anybody that plays the game of golf who are you going to have in your fantasy foursome you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh it's gotta be my dad uh roger papa as we call him and my son sam uh, I probably would uh, – I have to go five because I can't leave my daughter out, although okay. she doesn't play much anymore. She loves top golf. Well, now. you're the head pro, so you can say Fison can, can have, go play. We can have out here, I mean, I've seen eight, nine, ten play in a group. Yeah, and then, you know, the other one uh, – I knew you were going to ask me this, so I thought about this question. Uh, somebody I didn't get to ever play golf with was uh, my dad's dad. Uh, uh, his name is Carl Freeman, but we called him Peepaw. And I never got to play golf with him, although he played. He fished probably more so, uh, but I had gotten some persimmon woods from him and mm-hmm. refinished and everything. And so probably would love to go out and play, with, you know, an opportunity to play with him. So That'd be awesome. Yep. There's some good fishing out here on this course too, I hear. I tell you what, uh, there's a, you see a lot of private carts. Of course, you can have your own cart out here, and there's most of them have a fishing pole out the back of the <laughs> golf bag. And, you know, if there's ever a little delay, hopefully Pace plays good out here, but they'll certainly stop and, and throw it in there. And, and uh, uh, we've got – I get texts with a lot of pictures of fish. Wow. Uh, you know, from members out there playing. But, uh, but yeah, they love uh, – I guess we can call ourselves a fishing club too, right? Yeah, uh, you might as well. Yeah. I mean, a fishing, social, golf. No hunting, club. though. No, don't want to kill the deer out here, although there are a lot out there. We have Roe, our our, our, uh, our goose, our geese dog, Roe. Uh, that's Lance's, our superintendent's dog that helps us try to control the geese population, keep them out of here. Yeah, it, it uh, this part of the country, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, Roe's doing a good job, though. So, but so we're far. not we're not hunting those. We're just trying to keep them keep them away. That'll be good. Kerry, thanks so much. Thanks for all yeah. you do for golf in the state of Arkansas, and best of luck this year and in the years in the future. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels is one of our great sponsors of From the Shore Grass. If you're going up to Northwest Arkansas to Razorback baseball games, going up there to visit your friends, or you might have some kids that go to school at the University of Arkansas, check out the Staybridge Suites right across from Baumwalker Stadium there in Fayetteville. You can find out more about Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels online, bphotels.com. We're back after this. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. On the tee, with our rule segment, here's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam, this comes in from Christina in Bryant. She says, my ball is on the green and there are a couple of ball marks and bad spots on the green between my ball and the hole. What can I fix? Uh, Christina, great question. Um, this is uh, one of the new rules since the realignment of the rules a few couple of years ago um you've always been able to repair ball marks um that are on the green um that's not a problem you've always been able to repair old hole plugs um like you know say you play the first round the hole was here and now the hole's over here and the old hole plug is there and maybe it's slightly raised um you've been able to repair those kinds of those those things as well um, now we can tap down spike marks. Um, now we can uh, pull a, a stone that's been embedded into the green out and repair that. Um, so there's there's not a whole lot as far as uh, you know typical things that just kind of happen, whether it's a ball mark or a spike marker and an indention point from a, a stone or or a, or a nut or something like that. I've seen that one. Um, but we can move into some different areas because you can have um, ground under repair or an abnormal ground condition on putting green. Um, sometimes they're marked. Um, most often they're not. Um, and it's the, it gets to the committee to decide, okay, you know, hey, we've got this area on the, let's say, the front portion of the eighth green that we've had a problem with, and we're going to determine that area to be an abnormal ground condition. And now you're having to putt through that. Under those circumstances, you're going to be entitled to relief. You're going to move your ball 
to either side your nearest point of relief just like you would for an abnormal ground condition and place the ball in that situation on the green and play from there however the caveat there is your ball must be on the green if your ball is off the green you're not going to get relief from that abnormal ground condition so you can always call an official in and say hey look i think i have an abnormal ground condition between me and the hole here the com- the committee referee whatever can make that decision and say yes I'll, i'm going to make that an abnormal ground condition give you relief move your ball to the nearest point of relief to the side where you're going to avoid it and then he's he's going to mark that spot mm-hmm. interesting christina thanks for the uh question and uh i hope uh it helps you out if you've got a question on the rules of golf email us at from the shortgrass at gmail.com that'll do it for this edition of from the shortgrass but before we go If you are a competitive golfer, I want to draw your attention to the Arkansas Amateur Championship that is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. It's going to be Thursday, May 19th through the 20th at Hartscrabble Country Club in Fort Smith. Now, the reason I bring your attention to it is... It is a true state amateur. You will not have divisions like in years past. There's only one division for men, one division for women. You need to go to ASGA.org to sign up. The entry deadline is coming up. May 5th at 4 o'clock is the deadline or if the tournament fills up. They have a select number of places available. So if you want to play in the Arkansas State Amateur at Hartscrabble Country Club coming up at the end of May, you need to sign up now. I leave you with this golf quote from the great Bobby Jones, Augusta National co-founder. He said, I shall never forget my first visit to the property, which is now Augusta National. The long lane of magnolias through which we approached was beautiful. The old manor house was charming. The rare trees and shrubs of the old nursery were enchanting. But when I walked out on the grass terrace, under the big trees, behind the house, and looked down over the property, the experience was unforgettable. It seemed the land had been laying there for years years just waiting for someone to lay a golf course upon it the next time you find a ball mark on the green i hope you fix it and a couple of more and i hope to see you from the short grass you've been listening to from the short grass a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf this has been a presentation of the buzz radio network